This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1941. What is critical race theory? Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection with your American host, Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Arizona and Colorado, USA. To get real-time transcripts right on your phone and create your personalized vocabulary list, try the All Ears English app for iOS and Android. Start your seven-day free trial at allearsenglish.com forward slash app. Have you heard the term critical race theory? Today, Lindsay and Aubrey give you a high-level overview of the debate going on today in American culture, and you'll get the vocabulary you need to start conversations about this crucial topic. Before we start, a quick message from our sponsor, Indeed. Are you hiring this quarter? In our experience, it can be a grueling process if you don't have efficient tools. But finding the right candidate who adds value to your business is so incredibly important. So why not ditch the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with great candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash AEE. Just go to Indeed.com slash AEE right now. Support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash AEE. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, Aubrey. How's everything? I'm great. How are you, Lindsay? Good. We are getting into a big meaty topic today. Oh my gosh. Our listeners are going to really appreciate this today, I think. I think so, you guys. If this this topic comes up, you want to be prepared to participate in the discussion. You want to know what you think. Mm -hmm. So this is big. We are talking about critical race theory. Um, mm -hmm. whitewashing history. There's a lot of sort of um, hot button issues here that are very controversial. People yes. feel very passionately about the side that they agree with. And you also, you know, it's important that you know what you think and that you have the vocabulary you need to be able to participate in this yeah, discussion. Exactly. And, you know, guys, this is this is the key to fluency, right? This is having real conversations. We don't want to always be having conversations out of our textbooks, right? This is the real stuff where we have to talk to people, understand what people are thinking and really understand. Okay. So where do we start today, Aubrey? Well, I first want How to do just, we even approach this? <laughs> no, right? <laughs> I first want to just remind you guys, we've recently talked about conversations like this, that um, very controversial topics can come up. And it's so important that you have the vocabulary to have a respectful discussion mm -hmm. without being dismissive. So definitely check out that episode if you missed it. It was 1886, four phrases to avoid being dismissive in English. And this, you guys, is a prime example. This is the type of conversation 
conversation where you might feel so passionately about one side or the other that you almost feel justified in saying like, you're crazy or something that's very dismissive to someone on the other side. So you mm -hmm. need that vocabulary to have this conversation without doing that. Okay. So where do we start? How do we, I mean, we have a lot of recommendations of places our listeners could go to get mm -hmm. up to speed on this concept. I mean, where could they go, Aubrey? Yeah. So first of all, we want to just kind of talk about what is critical race theory. Mm -hmm. You can go to an article in edweek.org that is called what is critical race theory and why is it under attack? Mm -hmm. And this, it's just a, a way of understanding how American racism shapes public policy and mm -hmm. has shaped public policy. So yeah. you may have heard the term systemic racism. Yeah. You know, those who believe that critical race theory should be taught in schools, believe that systemic racism exists and mm -hmm. needs to be changed. Okay. But not everyone believes that, right, Lindsay? And what and what does the other side believe? Right. Like what what are the what are the two sides here? Like yes. who what's going on? What are we This debating? is vital. So we have yeah. two pretty clear sides in the United States. I would really love to know what it's like in your culture, guys. This yes. is on YouTube. Please come back and leave us a comment. Let us know if this discussion is happening where you live, what you mm -hmm. think, what the two sides are, if it's the same, different. I would really like to know. In the United States, the two sides are the political right most people who are right-wing conservative Republican mm -hmm. deny systemic racism, right? Mm -hmm. They often mm -hmm. don't believe that systemic racism is a problem. Mm -hmm. And they, they agree that the history book should stay the same as they have been. Whereas and the how have left? Yes. Okay. So just a follow-up question here for our listeners. How have they been in the past, the books? What, so what have they been featuring? What are we missing in the books? Right. So this also depends on who you talk to, right? The political <laughs> right would just say just accurate history, just the way it is. Whereas the political left would disagree and would say that history has been whitewashed in the United States, okay. that um, we aren't portraying accurately what exactly happened during slavery, when exactly it started, the prominence, the relevance, the impact of you know, slavery and white people's actions will say that mm -hmm. potentially history is minimizing or misrepresenting mm -hmm. non-white people. Okay. So there's definitely history books are very full of white American heroes, we'll say, yes. and maybe minimal of um, heroes from other of okay. other races and nationalities. Mm. And what? OK, so tell us about the political left. Like what yes. what what is their perspective? Yeah. So most um, liberals, people of the political left, um, liberal or uh, Democrats, there, there it is, um, believe that critical race theory should be taught in schools, that children mm -hmm. should learn that in the past history has been whitewashed, that mm -hmm. it needs to be as accurate as possible, no matter how painful that is, that right. we all need to be informed and aware so that it can inform how we act now mm -hmm. and how we speak now. And it, it's very tricky because it is controversial because people believe so strongly one or the other, and they're really at odds. They're really opposing viewpoints that it's hard to say, I see where you're coming from, but this, it's difficult. You kind of want to say, I don't see where you're coming from. Right. I disagree so vehemently. <laughs> right. It's so hard. I mean, those phrases we taught you guys in the last episode, they're great unless you know, your emotions are really hooked in. And then it is really hard, like you said, Aubrey, mm -hmm. to give the person any concession whatsoever. Yeah. And we did Isn't teach it? one or two where you can, if you really 
fully disagree, you certainly mm-hmm. don't have to say you disagree. You agree. Sure. You can just say, you know, something like, interesting. Have you considered this viewpoint, right? There right. are respectful ways to share your, because I have had, uh, I've been in the situation where someone will start talking about you know, critical race theory and whether it should be taught in schools. And this is a topic that I have a difficult time just sitting by and listening Mm -hmm. without saying anything because my silence is agreement in a way. And I don't like that. So I have the vocabulary to be respectful when I share my opposing opinion. And it's also really prominent for you because you have kids in school. Right. Yes. You're really close to this. This matters for you, what your kids learn. You know, it's important and that's the other you. tricky thing here, because even a lot of people who do believe systemic racism is an issue, mm-hmm. they would like to personally be the ones teaching that to their children rather than teachers, rather than a curriculum. Ah. So even those who do, you know, believe this is a problem, often they would still want to keep it out of schools. So that's another okay. debate of like, interesting. Okay, so that's another side schools, right? That's kind of a third. Uh, yeah. Interesting. So it should be up to the parents, those people think to teach that. Okay, Mm -hmm. let's just define for our listeners. I think today's episode, guys, is all about putting the topic on the table, getting it Mm -hmm. out there for you so you know that it's a hotly debated topic in American culture right now and giving you the vocab you need to get into it. And you guys can write to us. You know, you can send your question to Aubrey at allearsenglish.com if you have a follow-up question and we will do a follow-up episode on this exact topic. But what does the term whitewashed mean to whitewash? Let's just define that verb. Yes. In general, we use this anytime we make something white, right? Well, if we Mm -hmm. take a house that's a little faded and we cover it with white paint, we'd say we're whitewashing Mm -hmm. that house. We'll whitewash a a fence. And so now we've taken that term to Mm -hmm. use as a verb to mm-hmm. talk about anything that is being made more white in any way. And okay. we talk about it for history. If you're glorifying white people in mm-hmm. history, you would mm-hmm. say you are whitewashing history. This is Got very it. controversial. A lot of people do not believe that's a thing. They don't yeah. believe that happens. Others feel very strongly that it does happen. Yeah. And typically within the geography of the U.S., guys, and I'm sure this is true in your countries, too, you tend to see a more liberal school system, a more democratic leaning school system in the cities. So New York City, Mm -hmm. probably Los Angeles, San Francisco, these will probably generally be teaching critical race theory. Right, Aubrey? Whereas the more rural parts of the country, right, Mm -hmm. probably are, are leaning against it and having hot debates around it. Right. Right. That's the interest. That's one of the many interesting things about this topic is that it's different depending on where you live, how it's handled in schools, how people are talking about it. The education systems are very different depending on the state you live in, the country you live in. Right. Also politically. Right. Politicians will run on platforms either opposing critical race theory in schools or supporting, you know, at least that would be one of many parts of their platform would say, right? Yeah. And this is at local levels for school board members or bigger, you know, for the the president of the United States, people will want to know um, what they think, any candidate who's running, what they think about this. Yeah. In some ways, school board members are way more consequential than yes, the president actually. of the United States. It scares me a little bit. decide that. Right? Yeah, <laughs> because they're the ones who decide what our kids learn. Um, but it's self-perpetuating too, right? So if you live in a small, very white town, your school may not be teaching this. And so you're not learning how, well, right. in, my, in my opinion, that it's very, it's an important thing to learn, right? That racism right. is everywhere, is systemic. Um, and that just perpetuates 
Yes. What so just to share for me personally, I grew up in Idaho in a very rural town. And then I moved to New York City after I got my bachelor's degree. And having grown up in this very sort of a bubble, a very sheltered bubble, oh, yeah. I, you know, there was some culture shock when I got to New York, especially because I was teaching in the Bronx. All of my students were African-American or Latino, almost all of them. I think there was one white kid in the whole school. Yeah. And so I was so excited about the diversity. Um, but I there I had some stereotypes and prejudices that from how I grew up and what I had been taught that mm. I started to realize weren't true. I had some very some great conversations with my students who were 10th graders that were able to very kindly and respectfully help me see that a lot of the ideals I had grown up with were inaccurate and hurtful. And it mm-hmm. was fascinating. And I was able to, I'm so grateful for that opportunity to change to oh, to widen my horizons a little bit to oh my gosh yes widen my understanding of the world yeah i mean you were lucky they were able to yeah. do that you know yeah. unfortunately not everyone that grows up in a small town is able to do that to move to new york city and experience that kind of diversity and become schooled in the real world no, in the world rare. right and a lot so, of people just stay in their hometown where they grew up right and i go back yeah. to visit for the fourth of july and there are a lot of people i went to high school with that still live there and if we had a conversation I likely would have very different um, views from them on this topic. Wow. If you know me, you know that I value healthy eating. I always feel better when I eat well. That's why I think Factor is great for busy professionals who also value healthy food. Factor provides ready-to-eat meals right to your door. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Cost is an issue these days when it comes to buying food, but Factor is less expensive than takeout. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash B-A-E-E 50 and use code B-A-E-E 50 to get 50% off. That's code B-A-E-E 50 at F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash B-A-E-E five zero to get 50% off. Okay, Aubrey. So what else do our listeners need to know? We want to wrap up, you know, today was just really about kind of giving our listeners a broad overview of the issue. We want you to know that it is a hot issue. And you should participate, guys, in a conversation. Ask questions, right? When we're just getting to know an issue, we should be asking more questions than anything, I think. Uh, And I think this is an interesting one where a lot of us are tempted to avoid the topic because we know how charged it is. We know it's emotional. People are very passionate. It's easier just to avoid talking about it with someone that you know has an opposing viewpoint. And that's your right. If you don't like controversy, you don't like contention, especially if you're, you're speaking to someone that you know, is not going to change their mind and might Mm -hmm. not speak respectfully about your viewpoint, that absolutely is your right to avoid this topic. But if it is a conversation with a coworker or a friend who Mm -hmm. is respectful and wants to hear your opinion and wants to share theirs, 
yeah, don't avoid this conversation. Yeah, guys. So take some of the vocab that you've learned in today's episode, some of this key vocab, write it down, listen again, and then jump in when there's a conversation, ask questions, start to form, you know, what you, what you believe, go for it. Make sure you fully understand history <laughs> itself and that you're kind of learning your history from a variety of sources, right? That's the key. We're not yes. just relying on one source. Definitely. Right. And this does, it comes up in media all the time. Movies. There's, I know there's a controversy right now about the Woman King film. Mm -hmm. And yeah. there's uh, Emmett Till, the movie Till is about to come out where if you watch a film like this and don't have um, any of the context or the history, it might just be confusing. Whereas if you are informed about the issues, then it's um, eye-opening and and can inspire these conversations and help you um, be able to be an informed part of that conversation. Love it. So guys, get curious about this. This is so important in our country. Uh, send your follow-up questions to Aubrey at allersenglish.com. And Aubrey, thanks for bringing this to the table today. Very awesome. important. Thanks, Lindsay. We'll see you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.